we overanalyze things like mm -hmm. uh, analysis paralysis, I call it, yep. right? Mm -hmm. We have heard that, we have seen it. And, you know, please, please, please go ahead and just decide. You're listening to Investing for Good, a show that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. And now, here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, everyone. Annie Dickerson here together with my awesome co-host, Julie Lamb. Julie, how are you today? I am doing excellent. How are you doing? I am fantastic. You know, I'm on such a high this whole week. I've been trying something new, which is I've been trying to do one video a day for our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. um, but specifically teaching people about what we do, the mm -hmm. whole marketing, branding, raising capital side of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started out my career as a teacher and when I something happens when I turn on that camera and I get in that teacher mindset, mm -hmm. I just love it. So the first oh, nice. day that I did one of these videos, it was like, I was like, I'm going to keep it short, like two or three minutes, just a quick tip, right? And then it came out, it was like six minutes. I'm like, okay, okay, still fairly short and bite-sized. The next day, I like really started to get more and more into it. By the end of the week, the videos were like 15 minutes long. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> I just got to like keep it, keep it short. But like, I just, I cannot stop it from coming out once I start teaching it's just I get so enamored with just <laughs> sharing the information and like I just I love it and it's so perfect because our guest today Vinny Chopra he shares that same passion and mm -hmm. I'm sure all of our listeners will hear it come out in this episode um, but as a little bit of a little for a little background, Vinny Chopra is he's a masterful syndicator. Um, he came to the U.S. Uh, 40 years, 40 plus years ago now with seven dollars in his pocket. And he got into, he started out in engineering, got into sales, and then eventually he got into real estate. And he founded um, Monil Investment Group, which is his core company, but he has since done lots of offshoots of that. He's written multiple books. He's a speaker that's in high demand. He hosts his own podcasts and he has his own courses. And he, he also, he loves teaching. Mm -hmm. And so in this podcast, he talks a lot about how he made those transitions through from single family to multifamily and now to senior living and his advice for all of our listeners to just t go out there and take some action which mm -hmm. we always love and tell people to do as well yeah it's always so fun to have a guest like Vinny on on the show because just he just the experience you know I mean 12 plus years of investing in big multifamily syndications. I think he said he invested in his first syndication as an LP in 1981. I mean, to, for somebody, that's a long time ago. Um, and so for somebody, you know, who's been investing for that long in these types of deals that we, we've just found four years ago myself, um, you know, just such a wealth of knowledge. And so it was so fun because I got the chance to ask him at the end of the show or near the end of the show, um, you know, about what's happening happening in COVID and, you know, with COVID and the impact on, on, you know, the, the, um, you know, the properties that he owns and, um, just kind of like got to tap his mind too on what are the different things that investors should be looking out for right now, uh, in terms of, 
their investments? And I know that's a question on my mind and it's a question on a lot of other people's minds uh, in terms of, you know, deals they're looking at and, you know, the people are looking for safety and security right now, just with there's so much in the world that's uncertain. Um, and, you know, what better person to share that insider knowledge than Vinny? Um, and, you know, he talked about his three tips. I asked him for investing and um, so it was great. It's, you know, just a wealth of, of knowledge. And I love how in everything, you know, he doesn't take anything too seriously. Mm -hmm. He's like, his nickname is Mr. Smiles, and he's always just such a happy-go-lucky guy. He's got multiple successful businesses. He's a multi-multi-millionaire, and he just has such a positive outlook on life. Yeah, and you can't say that that does not have an impact on all of his success. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when you live in a space that's like happy and joyful, um, that good things come to you. You put it out into the universe and you remain a very positive person and that things will be, you know, just kind of handed to you, so to speak. And I think that's definitely, um, you know, been part of the case for Vinny for sure. Super smart guy, um, but also, you know, very happy and positive outlook on, on life in general. So exactly so much joy and so so much emphasis on giving back and doing good which is all you know we're so much of that mindset here that's exactly why we um, have good egg investments and have this podcast and for all of our listeners out there if you're looking for um, a way to put your money to work for you in a way that will also help you make an impact in the world um, you're going to love this show and also, you should grab a copy of our, our book, Investing for Good, where we talk about the ins and outs of real estate syndications and how we leverage them to really make an impact in local communities. So to get a free copy of that book, just text the word book to 41404 and we'll send you a free hardcover book. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Here's our episode with Vinny Chopra. Vinny, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm being excellent, excellent. Hi, hi, Annie. Hi, Julie. It's such a pleasure. And you know, through this uh, COVID world, but with the internet, and we're not too far away. I mean, we could have been right there in the you know studio together, actually. <laughs> right. We could have just grabbed our masks and been in the same place. Well, it, the pleasure is all ours. Vinny, we are so excited to have you here. You have such an incredible success story. You're an absolute inspiration. And I know people call you Mr. Smiles because you're always smiling like you are now. <laughs> Such a positive energy in everything that you do. Now, I want our listeners to get the full breadth of your story and your experience. And I think the best way to start is just to go right back to the beginning. Now, as I understand it, you came to the U.S. from India more than 40 years ago with just $7 in your pocket. And these days, now there's a lot that's happened in between, but these days we know that you run multiple successful businesses 
businesses. You have over 4,300 doors under management across 400, over $400 million in real estate assets. You've helped tons of people and you've done so much. So let's start all the way back at the beginning and then we'll build to where you are now. So take us back to that time. You have $7 in your pocket. You come to the United States. What were your goals and your vision of the future at that time? Sure. You know, I came from very humble beginnings, six siblings in the home. And uh, mom and dad, we lived in one bedroom apartment in South Delhi, the capital of India. And I remember I was just reminiscing that 25 cents, well, 25 paisa in India was my being lucrative because I would wait to drink a, a, a bottle of Coke every first of the month because I couldn't afford otherwise. And my mom will give me like three rupees, which is like a few pennies in USA currency, right? And the very humble beginnings and walk to the school and the school was in the tent. And you know, when the rain came, the whole thing got washed away, all those things. But I always wanted to be an engineer, I recall. And I went to you know, my Delhi University and did my mechanical engineering. About high school, I knew I wanted to come to USA because my uncle was here and he had visited in 1969, I remember. And I said, you know what? I want to go to USA for doing some master's course. So MBA, that's how I arrived here with $7 in the pocket. And my grandpa actually paid for my ticket, air ticket. My parents didn't want me to come here at all. They have they're no longer, you know, they passed away, but they would have been mighty proud that, you know, I, I became whatever I am today. But, you know, when I came here, it was just like burning the bridges, right? I mean, you can't go back. So you got to go forward. And that's what has really, I'm not who I am today, like I was in the younger age, but I was exposed to some really, really terrific books early on when I arrived in this country in 1976, The Magic of Thinking Big by W.J. Schwartz, uh, Dale Carnegie's book, you know, How to Win uh, Friends and Influence People. I read that many, many times, Think and Grow Rich. I remember Charlie Tremendous Jones, all those and Zig Ziglar's and all. That's what got me going. So I sold Bibles and encyclopedias, uh, you know, door to door, knocking, got knocked up with a car also one time. Anyway, but that's how it just started. And I said, you know what, Vinnie, you got to make the lemonade on lemon, right? You know, you got to do it. And that's what it's all about. If we get goals set ourselves and you have a burning desire to do well, then things happen for you. They really do. God looks out, they help out. More you are, you know, helping, trying to help yourself, then doors open up, right? Mm -hmm. So I just excelled in sales and my smile was kind of big or something. And one of the trophies said, Vinnie smiled Chopra. When they gave me, I said, what? Where is my middle name, Kumar? <laughs> they took that away. They said, you know, you just smile so much. And that's been 43 years back. And I said, holy cow, okay, everybody thinks I'm smiling. I started smiling even more. <laughs> and then I did an e-signature for 42 years as Vinnie Smile Chopra. <laughs> Every single correspondence I've done as a consultant, as a director, as fundraising consultant, as a motivational speaker, I've always had that smiling face 
wherever you know i send any uh, information or uh, you know proposals and things like any emails like that so that's my humble story coming out here becoming a salesperson i'm a salesperson at heart and a marketing executive then i retired 5 years back as a multi multi millionaire from my other gig real estate is my second gig by the way but i my company went 67 times my stocks went up uh, with the motivational company so i kept on buying you know stocks it was a private company and it still is and uh, so that helped a lot but that's where i am yeah wow so it sounds like the whole smiling attitude was that something like just from growing up i mean i can't imagine that it was it sounds like it was some rough beginnings i mean it was very rough beginnings and like at what point were you just like you know what i'm just going to have a positive outlook on life was it through reading those books you know it was totally reading of books totally reading of books i always felt that you know if i'm reading a book i still believe the same way i never complete a book by the way never read it from front to back i look for three ideas just three ideas i want to pick up three ideas i open up the book in the middle open up here try to read few pages then i say does it make sense did i grasp something that i can implement right away that's how i have become who i am slowly slowly then following tony robbins and zig ziglar and maxwells all these you know great great people wayne dyer all those things so Uh, that's how you know when you set up your mind right that's what i found out everybody was talking about it's the study of the mind and you got to train your mind for success that's all it is to it you know rest of the things we do education and this and uh, do all these activities if our mind is not right and goal setting goal setting my my friends tell me when i was growing up they said when you were a goal setter I said what do you mean by that I don't remember too much of those he says no you always had some kind of plan you always had written down some to do list and you wanted to accomplish those lists you know things like that but we never had a refrigerator at home never had a telephone never had a television never had a car <laughs> i remember this is really funny my grandma you know showed the like horoscope right you know they say how is this boy is going to do in life and uh, the the guy said he's going to have cars all all around him she says oh he'll be a policeman then <laughs> with all the traffic driving <laughs> the traffic you know <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. Funny. Well, they were absolutely right. You've got all kinds of you've got houses and cars. I'm sure you have lots and lots of every, you know, 10 of everything. Um, uh, but you also, you know, through all that you've done, you've also helped a lot of people and we'll definitely talk about that aspect of it as well. But before we get into the real estate piece, um so I Hold on. So there's a hole in the story. So you came with $7, then you sell Bibles and encyclopedias door to door. <laughs> and then at some point, but not until recently you got into real estate. So what were you doing in the interim time? Surely, surely. What happens was I converted myself from an engineer. I spent 5 years. I got 
degree in distinction, actually, which is one of the highest degrees. I worked for Larson Tubro in Bombay, which is number one company in, Amer- in India now, Reliance Group, actually. And I was in heavy fabrication master planning. I enjoyed my job thoroughly, but I always wanted to have that uh, desire to come here. I said, I want to go to USA and learn MBA. Then I'll come back. Engineer and MBA would be amazing, you know, combination. But I didn't get visa for a year and a half. I mean, they will deny and deny and deny. And I just was persistent is the word. And then I landed here. But after I tried this sales, I did really well first summer. It's only in the summer because you are going to school in this, in the you know, school regular, George Washington University. I was going and they were students from Stanford. They were from Harvard, by the way. And this company is amazing. 4,000 students from all over the big, big universities. They come and then they learn the techniques of sale, self-reliant, running your own business. And then they you know, do this sales. I bought my first car for $700, I remember. So next summer I went again and sold again in Pulaski, Virginia. Then third summer, my last summer, I sold in Aiken, South Carolina. And I saved like $11,000, $12,000, never took a loan ever, ever, you know, and then graduated in MBA. But then I had converted myself to be a salesperson. Not an engineer anymore. (laughs) Then I had to get a job, full-time job. I remember buying five suits (laughs) in Columbia, South Carolina. I go to this tailor, you know, and he says, Mr. Chopra, okay. I said, I want one suit or two suits. I came back to pick up. He had seven suits. I I said, okay, what the heck? You know, I need to get a little bit more dressed up with this new profession in motivation speaking and all that anyway. That tailor was a good salesperson. I know he was. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm a softy. I love shopping. Oh my gosh, love shopping. I've I've had this 13 shirts show up, all kinds of them. I just tell my wife says, oh my gosh, there's another parcel out there, you know? So anything, I'm just saying, well, if I can't go out to shop, let me just shop online, you know? <laughs> I So let's fast forward now. So you get into sales, you started in engineering, then you get into sales. So when in the story did real estate come into the picture? Okay. Real estate started, we have been coming, we lived, we lived, sorry, living in the Bay Area, east side of the Bay for 40 years. We just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. So we came here in June of 1980, right here. My friends were in real estate. Oh my gosh. So we meet over the weekends and they say, oh, I have this rental house and this and that. So Kanchan and I, we are young, right? Not too much money in the bank. I had minus account, by the way, when I got married, my wife said, oh, where is the checking account? I said, what checking account? What are you talking about? This is what you get. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Thank goodness she had saved some money. So she brought some money from cat. She's Indian and she was in Toronto working and she brought some money. Thank goodness to that because we paid that money down to get our $99,000 home on a Valentine's Day, I remember, in the East Bay. (laughs) 
<laughs> because of her savings my money was in the negative <laughs> oh my god but but you know we started to get the glimpse of what's fixing to happen is real estate is big over here right so we bought this property in modesto california for 11000 down i remember and 65000 total price three bedroom two bath it became 315000 wow appraised like in 2 3 years and we pulled out $270,000 loan because i was reading books and all that mm-hmm. so people said oh yeah take the money out and then we invested and went to phoenix bought three properties i think two in one day and one after that <laughs> then we kept on buying all over single family homes you love <laughs> that shopping i know i know <laughs> so that's where we were we were in single family homes all over i built one two custom home and i sold it in the valley then in bakersfield we bought a one acre lot there were four homes on it we were going to build 32 units multi family so my bug was there mm-hmm. i even invested into 165 units in reno as a limited partner as a lp mm-hmm. this is to a 1981 82 so that's way back and they were crooks <laughs> i'm sure they're not going to listen to this but these were my friends they were crooks you know they were general partners they made all the money didn't give us any cash flows or nothing so it really mm-hmm. taught me pretty bad lesson you know mm-hmm. right there but then fast forward about 2005 15 years back i became broker my wife said when you know so much you are buying properties you are you know you know so much just go in and sit in the exam and at that time in 2005 you didn't have to have a realtor license or anything at all with your experience you can come in so i passed it and that's when i said okay we are going to be in commercial and that's when i started to explore office space and industrial hospitality all that i was going to join actually sperry i still remember that in san leandro because i was told that i can get 150000 dollar commission for leasing an office because you have to pay commission on the 5 year lease or 10 year lease so the seller or the uh, owner has to pay the broker that much so i said okay that sounds good but then i said multi family oh my god somebody told me about multi family i literally went berserk whole week i bought <laughs> systems i bought books uh, i just read you should see my i think i have it somewhere i highlighted everything on multi family logical mind right mm-hmm. and it just made sense to me So tell us about that. Tell us about that cuz I want everyone who's listening to know, obviously we know, but I want everyone who's listening to know from your perspective the value of multifamily and why we are so focused on it. Oh so gosh. go for it. <laughs> it really made sense to me because all these homes all over I was doing motivational speaking, fundraising and then we could not really manage the assets. so we were giving to property management companies all over but i was trying to hold down the cost of repairs <laughs> by holding contractors in my database and all that stuff right but what it is is that it's economies of scale mm-hmm. it just made sense to me 20 different homes all scattered all over but having 20 residents living 
under two roofs, if there are two roofs, you know, of the 10 uh, units on this side, 10 on this side. So only changing two roofs and also collecting money quickly from all 20 residents also be able to take care of work orders by having a part-time, you know, technician, HVAC certified. And then, of course, the transaction was the big thing. I said, holy cow, how many times I had to qualify for the loan to buy these single family homes. And in the multifamily, in one deal, my first deal I bought was 14 units for $180,000. $180,000, almost 12 years back, 12 years back. You know, and then last year I bought $52 million deal. Holy cow, $180,000 to 50, $52 million. 52 million, holy cow. So scalability is amazing. And it just made sense to me when I started to put the numbers with the cash flow. Oh my gosh, it just, and in a single family home, you can't really increase that much value. It's going to be comparable to all the homes all around there. Even if you build the biggest Taj Mahal, you know, it's not going to get you that money. But in the multifamily, you could, increase the income, you could decrease the expenses, and the NOI, net operating income, determines the value of the property. And as the gentrification happens, because I couldn't afford much, you know, before we were C minus, C, C minus, C, then B minus, but the key thing was the cap rate. When the cap rate goes down over the time period, if you buy in the right path of progress, that's the huge part where the Starbucks were coming and this and that. And then getting pocket listings, I write in my book, napkin listings, because a lot of brokers, if you are really good to them, and I just got this $35 million deal uh, two weeks back. We just took it over, right? Uh, Austin, Texas, 308 units. And the broker knew me from nine years back. Hold on. There were 16 buyers. 16 very, very shrewd buyers who wanted that property. But because I knew the broker from nine years back, he says, Vinny, you are the easiest person to work with. I said, oh my gosh, you remember it, Michael? I appreciate you. And then, you know, he was able to guide us along and we loved that. We loved it. And now we took over, you know, possession of that. We are going to be looking at some more assets. I'm very, very high on Austin and Melbourne area. We bought 35 million uh, there in Florida. Tech world, you know, because tech jobs will survive anywhere. COVID has had zero effect. We are collecting 98% of the rents all through the COVID, right? So, and then the other thing which I'm really, I'm just talking and talking, you know, what I'm really excited is now, I don't have to go after the workforce anymore. Haha, what do I mean by that? I've been sending out signals in the universe. I wanna get into multifamily, multifamily in senior living because I'm a senior. I just turned 68 just last month, right, 68. So I just feel like I can help so many seniors to really invest with me and live in the senior communities, which will be double the effect, you know? And that's where now I have to go to retired people places. So I don't have to chase the jobs anymore. I have to just go and mindset, which are the communities and towns where seniors are retiring. 
So that's when we are doing like four build-ups. We just started Punta Gorda. We just built Cape Coral. We are going to Williamsburg, Virginia, all that. And then Palm Bay and all the good ones. And senior living is such a good space to be in right now, just because with all of the job losses, right, in the senior living space, those people already have money, ideally, set aside to be able to afford the expense of growing old. And so losing jobs doesn't really affect your ideal resident, right? Not at all. Julie, you said it so right. Uh, any, uh, Julie, both of you, I did a whole scale like we are building it from scratch, right? We are building, we're taking ordinance changes and all that permits. So my partner and I pay all the money, millions, whatever we need to buy land. But then once it's all green light, we raise the money in day and a half or two days. And then we break the ground. So our investors don't get cash flow first year because it's dirt. But second year and third year, they get so much. Like, I, I don't know if, I, we're not selling any security to anybody listening, by the way, and all that, but we can like 21% per year returns for three-year hold. So that is spectacular. But the best part is zero different maintenance because it's brand new building, zero delinquency because we get our money on the first of the month from, because the residents who come into our property they show three years of rent. So we do financial due diligence and medical due diligence on all our seniors who come in because it's very difficult for them to move around from one assisted living to another assisted living. So we just have set some very high expectations, you know, and then we start leasing up. By the time we open the facility, we are 50% occupied already we get to about 90% occupancy in nine months, nine months. So it's just ridiculously, uh, I mean, easy, easy, very easy job. And it's all operation, but if you have the right community, it's not community manager, it's the director, and then the nurse, only one nurse only, and then have caregivers, a lot of caregivers. Then we have professional kitchen, with the uh, restaurant style dining and snacking and the movie theaters in there, uh, libraries there, spas and all that. And the courtyards, no elevators. We always do them one story for like 40 units, you know, uh, uh, for 80 units, 80 units, one story only. So we are very, very excited. We want to build six to 10. Hopefully I can raise, that's why I said we want to raise 100 million next year because it costs us only four million to get this whole thing going. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's a very small raise for us to, because we are on the construction loan, my partner and I, and we are actually starting a small REIT now. Hey, how about that? Small REIT for senior living so that we will be getting some big hedge funds uh, invest with us and uh, then we'll be able to do it. Wow. Yeah, I remember when you showed us um, the video and the pictures of the senior living, I was like, Vinny, save me a spot. <laughs> I want to go live there. <laughs> they need a place like that for parents. I know. <laughs> Tired you know, parents. <laughs> it's so true, so true. I mean, that's the main mission. We want to spoil the generation that spoiled us. That's our tagline. Mm -hmm. That's my partner's, you know, he's the originator of that tagline. But we are so, so excited to see our 83, 85 to 103 years of age we have mm -hmm. right there. Zero COVID effect, zero deaths, 
and everything. We were just in the newspaper in Florida, in Cape Corral. We came up with a great way for uniting the family in a separate uh, quarantine room, which we are able to get the negative effects and all that. Governor even talked about that. Then we were implementing the same thing in Michigan and all. So we are cutting edge in that circumstance. But the key thing I find is that if you have your mind right, and you want to have the higher purpose, which is we don't want the seniors to live in smelly old buildings. That's what it really started, right? And then my partner said, he's built 23 of them, by the way, 23 of them very successfully. So now what he wanted to do was to build a senior living at a lower price, nice price so that people can afford, and then so that he could take his mom or dad there, you know? That's our main thing, yeah. Yeah, I think what's so remarkable about your story, Vinny, is that you know there's so many points in your story where you you started with having very little or no experience in something, and then you said, you know what, I want to try this, and then you went and made it happen. You did it with single family, and then you did it with multifamily, and now senior living. And I know that a lot of our listeners are probably, you know, they, they have something that they want to get into, but a lot of people are intimidated, or they don't have enough time, or they feel stuck. So can you tell our listeners, you know, how you were able to move so nimbly into these different areas, and what advice do you have for people who might be wanting to get into something Thank you. new? Oh, so good question, really. You know, Annie, what I find is that let's really be thinking. And I think the thinking time is the best time I can ever spend. Anybody, anybody could spend a lot of time. We get so stymied with our WT job. We get so much taken away with all the distractions in our life. I think the one thing I would like to really say to your audience and mine too, is that, you know, think what you want to do. I mean, just think what, where you are right now. If you have been really happy in the last five years and you're happy today, then stay where you are. But if you think that you could be a better you know, version of you and you could really get into those streams of income, I always say that, become an entrepreneur. I mean, that's why in my youth academy, I teach young people in the high school and college and all that, you know, go start a business. Get an LLC form, Wyoming LLC. It's so cheap. And then you start building your savings account so that you can get into real estate or any kind of entrepreneurship. Don't waste time uh, on the television and this, and don't get into all this fluff, but learn the success principles early on. I'm sure a lot of our audience is way, way upright in the age and all, but the biggest thing is, are you happy? But even if you're happy, Try to find out what more can you do. I really love that book I read many years back, 35 years back, Built to Last. And it talked about the whole thinking changes when you say, I can do this and that and that and that and that and that. It's the giant and, but if you replace and with or, you're so limited. Your mind says, I can only do this or this or this or this. So that's what is, has stuck with me always, literally. I never say I can do only one thing. I can do 15 things at a time. 
you know, and it's just so exciting that I also opened in the COVID. Well, last year, uh, Monil Hospitality, we bought Hilton Garden in. We are buying Hilton uh, uh, Comfort in. We are buying uh, Marriott Courtyard. So that's also multifamily at its core because my residents pay me at the gate, right there at the counter before they use the room upstairs for the night or five nights. So it's a multifamily. I just try to do it that way, right? And then branding is my other company, which is just doing great, great things. So many people are coming with us now and we are able to build their brands to a big, big place, you know? Uh, then, of course, the, 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 uh, the cloud defense, which is a startup in my, I'm not the founder, but my very good friend is, and we are already getting orders, over 400 uh, K order, we got it. We are into millions now within seven, seven months, yeah. <laughs> this is just so wild. I want to be like you when I grow up, Vinny. <laughs> I am going to be like you. I have like a short attention span and I'm just into like anything and everything that will make me some money. <laughs> you know, I'm so proud of both of you. I want to say that publicly right now. I'm so impressed, you. you know, oh, what you're you. doing. We live not too far. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the COVID lifts up, we love to invite you for dinner at our place here in Blackhawk in Danville, you know, and it'll be wonderful, but you're doing so good for so many people. And I really congratulate you and salute you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate that. So I I do want to spend a little bit of time because you are such a wealth of knowledge and you're getting into so many different areas as it relates to real estate investing. And I know one of the things that's on a lot of investors' minds right now is the impact of COVID and how COVID is impacting many, maybe, you know, can you talk to us a little bit how it's impacting senior living, if at all, you know, positive or negative. Um, You know, I mentioned a positive aspect of, you know, being investing in senior living right now with everything going on with COVID. Um, And then talk to us a little bit about how that's affecting multifamily and what you see kind of, you know, moving forward in the next 12 months for investors and investing. Totally, totally. I would say that, yes, the C-class assets, which I have in Texas, they have been hurting, you know, not to say anything wrong or like that. We've been very conscientious in communicating with the residents. I always say residents, never tenants. And our community managers, our asset manager, everybody, we are vertically in, you know, integrated. So we have been, and my daughter, who lives in San Francisco, is the VP of operation. So we've been very much on top of, with everybody, and uh, we meet twice actually a week, not even once a week now, just to make sure that their needs are met. And we are able to give uh, our lot of our places. We are doing really well, by the way, you know. And then the ones I bought last year, two of them are doing extremely well in the tech sector, like I mentioned, and we just bought two weeks back the one in Austin. I would say there will be some foreclosures coming. They have to, because a lot of people took, I don't know what percentage, 34% or something took forbearance. It's not forgiven. The debt was not forgiven, but forbearance took that 100,000 payment or whatever, or 200,000 in our case, you know, for several months, three months. And now we have to pay that real one month payment plus that uh, extra. So a lot of people, we find that, and I've been trying to read up for a bit, that there will be some properties coming on the market. It has to happen just to bring the normalcy. 
Of course, the jobs, so many of the other, uh, you know, the blue collar jobs are so much hurt, you know, with the restaurants and retail businesses and things like that. So that effect is coming. But at the same token, I'm a very big believer that when recession hits, the people who really are vigilant and who are conservative in buying the things, they'll be the biggest winners. I'm telling everybody right now. And that's what I teach in my class also. My, my students are closing deals, literally closing deals. One is closing deal today, John Rusin. He's buying his first apartment right now. He's buying second one. He just texted me winning the same brokers they had lunch with. They've given them three more deals, napkin listings. He says, Vinny, I got three more deals. And my other students, like they just closed one, another one, they are on the verge of closing. I mean, it's just amazing how much activity is getting there. The biggest thing is be conservative. Mm-hmm. Don't take too much loan. I mean, you know, we just took 65% LTV the one week before, right? We never go debt in the uh, renovations. We don't go bridge loans at all. I don't believe in those. I like fixed loan. I got 2.59% 30-year fixed from Fennyman. I got 10-year fixed, oh, sorry, 30-year amortized, 10-year fixed with three to five years of interest only. Money is so cheap right now. This is the perfect Mm -hmm. time to jump into real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is the most perfect time, but be conservative and have long-term fixed debt. I don't like floating debts at all because then, you know, you get get in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then don't do too much leverage. That's the other thing, but stay in the game because if you're not in the game, nobody's going to give it to you on the silver platter. I always say that, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to play the ball. You've got to be stepping on the plate and hitting it, right? You know, but let's talk about senior living and COVID. I just did my show. I do this show every Thursday, right? So I was reading this real estate investors favor senior housing. Look at that. So there's so much information out there now that COVID, look over here, they said, many of the experts are saying, actually the places for seniors, I'm not talking about the rehab centers or the nursing homes, because they are the most prone places where COVID came through the hospital or through some other interactions through their family when they came in there. In our assisted living facilities, we had zero COVID effect and zero deaths, right? So we locked down rightly and we didn't even let the families visit their parents. Even birthdays, we didn't let them come in. They have to go do it through the window, through the videos and all that and of course, and the families appreciated that. And now we have special rooms where, uh, you know, they could arrange for, they have to prove to us 14 day, uh, you know, negative, all that, and then the, their parents come there and they are able to meet and have lunch with them, so on like that. So cutting it, I would say definitely, please don't throw the baby with the bathwater, like I say that, you know, because suppose some of the uh, assisted livings or even uh, independent livings and senior housing, right? The ones which are like three, four, five, six story with the elevators, there might be some flats coming, some changing of the building permits might be coming down the line. I'm not sure. But 
I think there has to be certain uh, more regulations, I think is the word, you know, how they could really save lives. Because as you know, nursing homes are one person on top of another. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's just so sad, you know, anyway. But our whole model has been kind of spreading over five to seven acres for 80 residents. Mm -hmm. So we want to give them wow. the quality life. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I could share more. I know euphoria is there. I mean, it is there, you know, mm -hmm. but my investors have shelled out 4 million, 4.2 million, 8 million. That's 17 million, close to 17 million in just last two and a half months, you know, and I'm ready for another one. Oh my God, mm -hmm. even before <laughs> December, <laughs> because mm -hmm. now my new business is, are you ready to my new business? <laughs> another <laughs> one. Was this is in senior living also. But what we decided is that my partner has been building this senior living, uh, very nice with sweat and blood, and running them. REITs were coming and buying them. So he and I just started a brand new business where we will be our own REIT. And mm -hmm. we will not be selling any of our buildings after three years. We will sell our, that same building to us with new investors. And now we'll be able to give them for seven year constant cash flow without headache because it's multifamily stabilized now with accelerated depreciation again, because every time you change the property hand, it goes back again. So you can re accelerate and you can, you know, all the tax benefits, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so that's our new business now. Not only really build up of senior living, but now stabilized also and giving our investors some very high returns. I love that. Well, I can't wait to see it. Definitely make sure I'm on your investor list. Oh, I want to take a look at these you, deals. Thank you. <laughs> I'll send it to you guys because it yeah. just got ready yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely million dollar over. minimum is million dollar in that one, and two million, and then the whole deal three point five million, and. If anybody puts, uh, it's not an offering, guys. I want to make sure because it will be sold by the time this recording comes out, yeah, by the way. Yeah. But uh, it's a very good product, which we are very excited about, you know, giving uh, upfront cash flows of 16%. And a lot of my high net worth investors are saying, Vinny, I love your cost segregation. But mm -hmm. when you sell it, it's a phantom gain. <laughs> And then we have to pay taxes. Can you bring out with a product where we have to pay no taxes? Mm -hmm. So that's what this product is. They just get everything up front in cash flow and then nothing at the back end. But most of the people are paying eight or nine percent, you know, cash flow with no upside. We're giving mm -hmm. 16. So we said, well, let's just give them the bundle, you know, right up there. Just give it all to them. <laughs> just give it away. Give them that value. I mean, that's how you, that's how you grow and scale is you give it, really you give do. it all. Yeah. Really yeah. Do. Okay. So if investors are out there right now looking at deals, what are the top three things they should be looking for in deals to be conservative, to make sure they can weather the storm through everything that's happening with COVID? What are kind of the top three things? I would say definitely you, know, you want to make sure mission driven. That's a big thing. What's mission driven is the units have to have some way to increase rents. Please be very particular. Those days are gone when you could increase the rents and increase NOI 
quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you just say, okay, I'll increase three percent, four percent. That's not going to happen. I think that those times for the next two three years is going to be very very uh, downward pressure on rent increase. So please mm-hmm. remember that. Secondly, okay. don't over leverage. That's the other part. When you're underwriting it, please take sixty five percent LTV and look at the numbers how they shake up for the cash and cash. I know mm-hmm. the cap rates. I've always bought thirty two deals. I bought. Uh, with not really looking at cap rate that much, I have always gone after the cash flow. You know, cash flow, COC, cash on cash mm-hmm. is the is the king, right? The other thing is, if the passive investors are investing, of course, please be careful because you know some of the you know operators are extending themselves little to thin, and you want to be careful. You want to be careful because then the deal can go sour, you know, so as to speak. Because it's not what we buy. What I've realized in the last fourteen years is, it's not what I buy. It's the day I get the keys to the property, my work begins. <laughs> literally, literally, you know. Because if we cannot manage it as we projected, then everybody's a loser, right? You know. So, so that's a huge part. Who are the operators? How many people are in the principals? How many? How they got to know each other? What's their succession plan? All those good things, you know, and the track records and all that. But the big thing is, do not say that okay, I'm going to wait till this whole storm goes away in three, four years. Then you'll be dealing with people who said, oh my gosh, I should have invested in 2008 and nine and ten and eleven, right? It's the same time, which is—I don't think it's here yet. To be truthful, I mean, most of the brokers I'm talking to in the capital groups—they're saying we need maybe shaving off of three percent from the price, maybe three, three to five percent. But that deep discount is not here yet. I think that's going to come next year. I think it's going to come next year. Yeah. And you do think that is going to come? I know because I know some people That's are thinking we're not going to see a, as bad as it was in two thousand eight and nine. You know, I think it may not be as bad, Julie. But somehow, I'm a very positive guy, right? But all the reports I see and what's behind with the election year and all those things—if I put them, assimilate all those things—the foreclosures, all these non-payments, and all the different, you know, uh, in Fannie and Freddie, if you look at their You know, non non performance of the loans, it's increasing. You know, and that is going to hit the ceiling. It has to hit the ceiling, unless you know. Last time, two thousand seven and eight, uh, multifamily survived because it was not that bad, and it was the single family trouble last time. It's now economic trouble with the businesses closing and earning power. You know, being reduced and the profitability being reduced. So. All those things kind of lead me to believe that next year, 2021, and up to 22, also, you know, will be a softening of the market. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that being said, do you think? Well, I think I know the answer already to this, but do you think now is a good time to buy, or should people be waiting? You know, good point. I would say definitely talk to lots of investors, make your biggest lists. That people are ready to jump on with you, you know, and then you stay in the game in your markets where you want to buy, but stay with the 
brokers, right? Or do these campaigns and all that because you will hit gold. You will hit gold, but you've got to be looking out for it, you know, and then underwrite it well quickly. And then you, you know, try to underbid, of course, and then say, how far does the seller go down, right? The prices have gone up. If you look at it, 2017 to 20, three years, it's been just a, you know, over, uh, over demand, I should say, supplies this much, but everybody wants to get that, right? But I think it will be bringing down some expectations and the sellers who are in trouble will be needing to sell, to be truthful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think that we agree. Um, and, you know, in our course that we teach, um, we're big believers of the same. You know, we're gearing up ourselves personally to, uh, in, in our business to, uh, you know, get ready to uh, strike some gold. So totally, we're ready totally. for it. <laughs> yes, I'll be with you. Let's collaborate. We yes. have some major things together. Yes, yes. All right, Vinny. Well, we could go on and on and on with you. So many questions we could ask. Uh, we'll definitely have to bring you back on um, for another oh, show. Love that. Love that. I'd love to get you guys on my show, if yes, you don't mind. Good. Next month, I only interview one day a month. So okay. it's getting set up. And I know Dugan Kelly, we just, uh, he's my another attorney that we just mm-hmm. did the syndication in Austin. And I was mentioning he's coming and I'd love to invite both of you. That'll be terrific. Absolutely. We'd love to come. We'll get back to our conversation with Vinny in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Vinny Chopra. We're going to move on to the investing for good impact round. We're going to ask you a couple of questions around investing for good. Um, All right. The first question is around investing in yourself. So what is one way that your investments are helping you to live a better life? Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, this real estate has really changed my, my wife and kids life. And we are giving more to charities, which is 
amazing. I love that. And we had lived, moved into Black Hawk Country Club, which was one of my goals for 29 years. We lived outside the fence for 29 uh-huh. years. <laughs> <laughs> you made so it. few friends were inside and we uh-huh. would come and we say, maybe God one day, you know. So uh-huh. if you just dream, I, I, I'll Absolutely. say one thing. Dream, dream, dream. Things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Aeroplane is another thing, one of my dreams. So maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. But the thing is, we need to think big. But this lifestyle that we have now, going on vacations and, you know, business class and staying at the seven, five-star, seven-star resorts and spending money, you know, like crazy, it's good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't even know. I didn't know they had seven-star resorts. Oh, they are. They are. I love it. I love it. But I love what you said at first. You know, the first thing that you said was giving back. You know, and I think that that's such a such something that um, you know a lot of the guests that we bring on the show, and for I know for Annie and myself, it's it's not so much even the money. It's the ability to have ourselves taken care of, so that yes. we can be in a position to give back and help other people. Totally. And that's the thing um, that I love. And so I love that you uh, yes. that you started off by saying that. More All right. More, yeah. That's yes. Yeah. All right. Second question is investing in others. So, what's one investment strategy or life hack that you might be able to share with the audience that'll help them catapult their investing journey? You know, I would say. I mean, of course, they already know that they should be investing. I think the biggest thing I could give the hack is act on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't just love think- that. We overanalyze things like mm-hmm. analysis paralysis, I call it, yep. right? Mm-hmm. We have heard that, we have seen it. And, you know, please, please, please go ahead and just decide. Just yep. make a decision. Yep. And that's yep. all to it, really. Life will change. Even if we did decide on a few things in the last week or two weeks back mm-hmm. or something is really bothering you, just put down, sit down, and then you look at it, say, is it something I should do? Why I should do it? And if a lot more positives are there and a few negative, <laughs> take that step. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. And I, you know, I, that's such a good message because I think oftentimes people are so afraid to make mistakes, right? And it's really though through those mistakes that we make that we learn so much and that actually becomes the thing that takes us to the next level. And Go so... To. You know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Get out there and start making some smart investments. Don't yeah. go out there and just start making random investments, but go out there and start taking some action and uh, start doing. So I love that. Um, all right. Third question is investing in the world, which I know you're going to have a lot to say on this, but what is one thing that you're doing right now in your investments that are helping to make the world a better place? You know, thank you. Thank you so much. Again, you know, I really love every Monil Premier Community that we have built, uh, 20, 32 of them, and now we'll be in the senior living, we'll be expanding. You know, we really believe that our vendors are gold, our residents are gold, our teams, their families are gold, and then also spreading the knowledge all across the world. I really want to do that, and I think it's getting there. I was interviewed yesterday from Ireland, uh, a group there, Australia was reaching out a month earlier. So I think word is getting out. And with my books also, you know, I wrote that one book, then I wrote the second book. My third book is getting published very quickly on senior living. Then my fourth book is coming, Apartment Lending Made Easy. I want to teach the world what tricks I have really uh, utilized over these years. 
I just have a great, great you know, uh, desire to just spread, you know, the knowledge uh, all across the globe, actually, oh. you know, is the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to give all my lectures and all in a very simple uh, apps and things so that it can be uh, duplicated and then uh, people can really do. I, what I'm doing is nothing different, nothing. I'm not that smart a guy. I mean, anybody could do it. It's just putting your mind to it, putting your mind to it, and then using the time wisely. That is the biggest thing. Prioritize, delegate. Write down goals, prioritize, and delegate. You've got to delegate things. If I didn't delegate all my companies, different, different parts and everything to vice presidents, I wouldn't be doing playing bridge online for two hours every day. <laughs> 11.30, 11.30, I play bridge every day now. Online life. family. <laughs> I love it. That is the life. Online bridge, seven-star resorts. And, man, many, in every conversation that we've had, in all seriousness, in all conversations we've had, everything we know about you, your passion for helping others, for educating others, it comes through on everything that you do. So So I'm sure our listeners are going to want to connect with you and learn more. So what's the best place that they can go to connect with you and learn more about all that you're doing? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Julie, for taking the time. I really value your friendship and what tremendous, you know, great things you're doing. People can reach me. I'm on the, you know, winniechopra.com, V-I-N-N-E-Y-C-H-O-P-R-A, Chopra.com. And also, uh, you know, all the different posts on Instagram, on, uh, you know, Twitter and, uh, you know, Facebook and all the places. I, I don't do nothing. I want to tell you that. All my you just play bridge. Company. Yeah, I just play, you know, I get up in the morning, I'm all over the place. And, you, know, people, you know, it's a good thing. But the biggest thing is, you know, just be humble. I think the biggest thing is, you know, you can reach me. You can text me, you know, 925-766-3518. I will text you back or my assistant will text you back. But the big thing is we try to, if anything, we can help with anybody, please let us. Well, Vinny Chopra, founder of Monil Investment Group, best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, mentor, and let's be frank, all-around happy guy. Vinny, thank you so much for being here today, sharing your incredible story and sharing your wisdom with all of us. Thank you, and God bless you both and all your families and everybody. Thank you. You've been listening to Investing for Good, the number one podcast for people like you who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com slash podcast, and be sure to join the Investing for Good Facebook community. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations every week. Until next time, keep investing for good.